everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Welcome back to QSR Nation, and here's part two of our conversation with Alex Murturi. Absolutely, it does, because it creates a particular environment, that you, and that's what you're trying to create. You're trying to create an environment of people that love the environment that they're in and just enjoy working for you. Couldn't agree more. Um, now, we're, I want to switch gears a little bit here because you've, you've been in the QSR area so long. Um, just kind of jump, pick your brain a little bit about marketing. So for those that are kind of having trouble generating more sales, or generating positive sales, um, what are some good marketing tips that they can implement to kind of you know, rev up those sales? So I'll tell you, whenever I've purchased existing uh, QSR stores, uh, I'll tell you, I've, first thing, first, uh, first and foremost, you have to worry about operations. So I always say, you gotta, you gotta first say to yourself and be self-aware to say, you know what, how are my operations? Am I in a good place? Good, now if you're in a good place operationally, then you gotta focus on the marketing. And I'm big lately, as of late, so don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking marketers and digital media. <laughs> digital media is the future and everybody's on it. But what happens is a lot of these marketers that get into the digital media, they just, they almost like, they blow it out, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. becomes white noise, right? So I have this whole idea that's like, okay, the digital piece is still going to exist and it's going to be part of it. But now what's going to happen, I think, is we're going to go into this street fighting now, the old school street fighting where you're actually going out on the field and you're sending somebody that smiles with good energy to help build your catering business, and you're handing out flyers, and you're handing out coupons, and you're engaging with uh, businesses in your local trade area. I think, I think that's, to be honest with you, that's what I do in my own stores, is I'll just, I'll have a, I'll have a kid that works a computer that shoots out emails to incoming uh, incoming teams near a college for example like i've got a college not too far away from me so what he does is is he gets on the computer and he sees what soccer teams are coming to visit and he shoots an email to the assistant managers it's all public information and he says hey we're running a special here and we'd like to feed you guys and sure enough we get ton of accounts just doing that that's you know and and just having somebody anticipate these teams coming in or things of that nature and 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 just that one-to-one touch as opposed to the blanket of the digital marketing stuff and yeah sorry, that's just it's pure genius and it's you have to break it down sometimes to those smaller things of it's easy just to go out there and reach out to your school districts any your just local chamber of commerce of what people are coming into your town and just think about all those dollars that you could possibly be missing if you're just not reaching out to them and having that personal connection right. for your business I mean it's just it's dollars that you're just missing every single day yeah and, um, and it's and it's huge because it's you're, you're, you're not only are you offering them a service that they need they're looking believe me they need to eat so you got to figure out a way to to capture that yeah, no, I, I, I really agree with you, even though I'm a digital marketing manager, but I think everything <laughs> everything is really coming full circle, you know, um, you know, email was the way, but we get so many emails now, we're desensitized to them now, so now it's more we revol- are. revolving to the personal touches. Yeah, and, and we see that with, you know, our business development teams and, you know, lots of I mean, handwritten notes, personal uh, phone call scares people almost anymore, that, you know, um, showing up in person, looking someone in the eye, having an actual conversation. It's um, true. We've lost it. We've lost it. You know, yeah. it's like it's got to go. It's 
And I, I really feel like it's going to come back to a full, full circle like that. And when you think about, whenever I think about catering, because catering is, you know, you get, a, you get some catering orders. It's such a, it can boost your percentage basis up so high on a weekly basis just by getting a couple of hundred or two, three hundred dollar catering order. It's huge, right? But mm-hmm. just trying to, trying to understand that that is and it always has been a relationship business. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you, if, they, if they don't know you, they're not going to trust you with an event, right. you know, and, right. and, and taking care right. of a large group of people. And, right. And, and on the marketing side, you got to give, too. Like, I'm a big believer in that. Like, I give a lot away to local communities. I'm always being part of that, trying to build sales. So, you know, my grandfather used to say, you got to give to receive. And it's the truth. you got to give. you got to give. It's constant. Well, that, that local connection to the community is also key because as you have people coming and going, uh, that's always you know a good business to be in. But the folks that are there every day, um, that's who you got to take care of the most. And you know the neighborhood marketing. You know, Grant's a big fan of the, you know, the grill marketing sh- uh, strategies and stuff. You know those are um, those are really key um, to you know really getting a stranglehold on your market so people know that you know you're you're the guy. You know, you're, you're who yeah. they go to. You're who they depend on. And if, they, right. and if someone says, hey, who do I need to get this catering through? Or who would you suggest that, you know, you're one of the, the top two names coming out of their mouth? That's right. Absolutely right. And that's, you know, look, and, and Grant's right. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's what it's going to take. I mean, what, what a lot of businesses do is when sales go down, they'll go, okay, well, let's cut, let's cut marketing. And that's like the beginning of the downfall. You've yep. got you to gotta dump more money into marketing. You can't stop. Love preach, yeah. preach, <laughs> preach. The thing is, is that the minute that you, because st- I get it, right? So you look at it, you look at your numbers and you're looking at your data and you go, well, look at this, X amount of percent for this and X, and you're trying to shave points here, quarter point there. And you, you know, that's, that's how we always do it. But you got to be very careful when it comes to marketing because you've got to drive traffic. And, um, if you're not driving traffic, you know, I always, I always say to myself, okay, before I make a decision, I'm like, okay, Alex, how are you looking at this? Like, if I cut this, am I playing defense or am I playing offense? And you're better off playing offense than you are defense, to be quite honest with you. Yep. yep. So, um, are there any additional directions that, um, that you think that people should be looking at in terms of um, – marketing aspects and we've discussed some of those things there but you mentioned that digital isn't going away so are, are there certain things in that in that realm though that you still you know feel are pretty strong that you like you in know, your mix i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing and, I, and 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 grant might know this better than i do because i've just been dabbling in it now and that's geo-targeting yeah so yeah. you're kind of you've got you've got a business and you can kind of open up a facebook or an instagram page and you can kind of hit a particular demographic which i kind of like <clears throat> with like a coupon or or some sort of a driver or some sort of a special to get that consumer in i i really like that i yeah. think because that's more central to each individual right which i think is pretty cool um but that's kind of what I've been dabbling in now. And I don't know, Grant, are you familiar with that? Or Yeah, actually, and, um, kind of dovetailing off of your approach to those college teams that are coming into your areas, um, you can actually geo-target those sporting events too. So it kind of one-two punch there. Um, and you can geo-target, you know, whatever, like the stadium they're at, the fans there. You know, obviously they're, a lot of them are from out of town too. So you can shoot them, you know, if they're on their smartphone, you can have uh, – ads that pop up um, for, you know, 
hey, stop by and try one of our sandwiches today yep. or something like that. So um, right. there's a lot of op- there's a lot of different opportunities with geotargeting, but that's one that would specifically work with one of the um, examples you already have shown. So. And for those individuals that are looking for a cost-effective way, that is the easiest way to make sure that you are reaching your exact target market with the least amount of money or risk that you're trying to take when it comes to marketing dollars. That's correct. And that's something you can also track to see if it's working, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody comes in with a particular coupon, you can make a little note like, hey, this this person, we drove in this this traffic. Because I'm a big, you know, I love tracking everything. Exactly. So whenever, yeah. I'm doing, whenever I'm doing marketing, I want to know what's working, right? So if I'm dumping money into this particular piece of media, what is my percentage of return, right? So that's, you know, and sometimes when you're not tracking it as a franchisee, you got to be careful because in the early days, this brings me back to where I, when I first started, I was trying everything, right? And I never tracked anything. And I was literally wasting money on particular marketing things that I had no business putting money in. So then I said one day, you know what, let me just track it. And literally, I was able to cut my marketing money in half because I was tracking what was working and what wasn't. So then I was more effective. So that's, that's huge. Right. Yeah. You can't track it. You can't optimize it. Right. And yeah, exactly. You can't manage what you don't measure. Right. We hear that around here all the time, you know. So, oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a great, great opportunity to get in there, and especially with digital. Like you said, the insights that are available, um, so much tracking. And, you can, and, of course, you know, determining what your ROI is, is um, very flexible. You know, I mean, to one person, um, half percent return is a good investment because it achieved you know other parts of their other goals so other people they need you know much higher um, you know they need 30 percent or 80 percent you know and uh, 150 percent whatever it is it just all depends on what your your measurement of uh, of effectiveness and um, yeah so so I think like the meat like you know and, and and you guys might know this better than I do but I always say you know if I'm if I'm doing so I'll do these FSIs right you guys have you done these before these like uh, they're like direct mail pieces. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah the freestanding like, inserts. Yeah. There you go, freestanding insert. Yep. So, so the freestanding insert. So I'll do, let's say, I'll do a hundred, for example, right? A very geo target. You know, using the U.S. Post Office and just kind of trying to, trying to maximize it, maybe two or three hundred different businesses, right? So I always say, and I'll just use a hundred as a number. The industry, I think, says, you know what? If you do a hundred and you get five back, believe it or not, that's a success, which is pretty crazy, but it's true, right? right, right. But 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 in my book, I go, well, you know what? If I do a hundred and I get twenty back, like that's like that's a rock star. That's yeah, like that's sure. that's that's unbelievable, and that's what I'm trying to. I'm always trying to find. Can it get me twenty percent? Can it get me fifteen, twenty percent people to walk into my restaurant? Because you're trying to. You're trying to change human behavior, and that's hard, right? So you're trying to get somebody to walk, get those two feet into your door, and that's not easy. But but you've got to be aggressive enough to try to to try to do what you can using freestanding inserts or digital media or going out and do, doing you know the guerrilla marketing. So, yeah, I think we could all talk about this marketing all day, but yeah. uh, kind of moving on here. Um, this is a question we like to ask um, a lot of our guests. Um, but what is one book you would uh, recommend to read and why? I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I read a lot. And um, if, I, if I had to, it's probably, I don't know if it's QSR related, but I'll tell you it's a book that I love that I always said helped kind of change my thinking as a leader. It's, it's, it's Dale Carnegie, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I love that book. I mean, hmm. 
sometimes I'll put it on and, and it's literally, it's on YouTube, it's for free. So if your listeners want to listen to it, because as leaders and even as running teams, you know, even in my early days, I was always, always worried, worried about the numbers, worried because we all, we all have to worry about so much, right? Marketing, team building, um, you know, sales, whatever, paying bills, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I, and I always said to myself, my God, Alex, you're just going to worry yourself up like crazy. And literally after I read this book, it just it gave me some insight and it made me a better leader because not to worry as much as I used to. And it's just, it's just everything will work out. You put yourself in the position the best way you can to make every opportunity the best way you possibly can. And at the end, it's interesting, it works out. You know, you think about it, if you, if you stay the course, right? You have to stay the course, be positive and, 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 and push through. But um, yeah, th- kicking the worry habit, guys. I have to be honest with you, that was the hardest thing for me to do. That's great, that's great. <laughs> right. I'm definitely gonna listen to that for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it's, because- It's awesome. I mean, that, that's a struggle no matter what industry yeah. you're in. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, you could, you may not own anything. You may be, you know, just a, a team player somewhere and a, uh, you know, and, and just overwhelmed with life. I mean, so that's that's an awesome book. Everybody should probably it's read that. Yeah. It's just human nature to overcomplicate things or overthink about. It's the, the truth, and we always and 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 and, and it's funny because they put this quote on there, and, and uh, he said, you know, Dale says he says ninety percent of what you worry about doesn't happen, and it's so true. It's true like yeah. we sit there and we circle this thing in our heads, and we create this kind of worst case scenario. And we forget at the end it doesn't happen and how much of a hole we burned in our stomach worrying about it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. Yeah, that extra 90% of your life you saved, you could have you know, exactly. saved on antacids too, right? Antacids <laughs> <laughs> too, it's true. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Tums. <laughs> That's it, done. There's, there's the plug, I love it. <laughs> Check in the mail. <laughs> Okay, so Alex, we really enjoy asking this question as well. We kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but mainly just for 2019, what do you feel is the marketing or industry trend that we're going to see next year? Look, I think, I think you know, convenience is going to be a huge factor, delivery. Um, you know, all my stores are, you know, we're working on very, we're, we're probably about a week away from doing delivery. Um, you know, I think that convenience is huge, but also, you know, it's different than it was five years ago. You know, five years ago, if you had a decent product, you were doing good, you know, just that short of a time ago. And and now with competition in the QSR space, like if your team is literally not doing what I call the cues, basically just smiling and, and saying thank you and have a nice day, like those little minute details that, that are going to make all the difference in any up-and-coming brands or anybody that's that's running locations, retail, whatever, like those, those little cues in, in the next few years are huge because people now have choices everywhere. And if you're not giving them a good experience, they're just not gonna, they're not gonna hang in there. They're not gonna come see you anymore. So I'm always telling, and I'm always, uh, yeah, and I'm always telling my staff, I'm saying, you know, look, we just need to make sure we're smiling because I'm big on like, you know, I get into this, whole thing about hiring and how to hire and my keynote talks and and things that I look for but it's funny because I'm always I'm always looking for natural smilers like I I have I, I always share this, this is pretty funny but I've got I've got cousins I've got relatives who I love to death I love them they're the greatest people in the world 
but they don't smile naturally. <laughs> they just don't. They're just, and I'm like, and I'm always, my staff's always like, Alex, I have this, I have this girl who's interested in working. I go to them right away. Does she smile? That's my first thing. That's what I want to know because people behind the counter, you have to be a natural smiler. It's it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. And 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 people don't want to see miserable faces behind the counter. So you gotta figure out a way to find team members that are happy, that smile naturally, and that can make that connection with consumers. Because I agree completely. I mean, we have the secret shopper program, and that's. You know, we get asked, well, why are we asking and waiting so much of it on the, you know, an engagement? Do they greet you? Do they, you know, do they thank you? Were they sincere? I mean, right. those things are really, really key. And for franchisees and team members that don't get that, you know, we have to question sometimes if we have the right partner, uh, you know, because that, that people have choices, like you said, and their choices are growing exponentially day by day rapidly and so to have that loyalty to have that connection that human uh you know piece that says hey you know i like exchanging my hard-working dollars uh, with this person and not just because the food's you know great or even good but because my experience there makes me feel valued and and that is i i, I think we'd all completely agree with you that that is going to be a huge huge piece moving huge. forward that people are going to just want to feel appreciated more and more. They are. That's the difference now because I think I think even five years ago, like if your product was good, like you're okay, you're gonna you're gonna be fine. But now it's like now it's like it's a whole different ball game. A lot of people are getting in the QSR space, so you need that. And and that in order for you to have that, in order for you to get people that smile, in order for you to get people to connect with customers. The number one thing is, as a leader, as a manager, as a franchisee, you have to create an atmosphere in your QSR space. Whatever retail industry you're in, you've got to create an atmosphere that people enjoy. That's where it starts. Because if you actually create that atmosphere, it naturally channels to the customer. I, I almost don't know how to describe it, but they're just, they're just happy to work for you, and their environment's happy. It's not... It's not like where they're just not in a bad mood or they're just not happy. If they're happy in your organization, you don't even have to train it, Anthony. It goes automatically. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice for sure. Absolutely. And, and you know when you walk into one of those places, you feel the difference. You feel it. You know it. I, I always say, let me walk into anybody's uh, QS, let me, anybody's retail store. Let me just, let me meet their staff. Let me meet. What's going on? Let me get the vibe, and I can sum up an owner for you, whoever's running that. Well, it's interesting because it starts from the top all the way down. Absolutely. Sure. So that kind of leads me to, I mean, really my final question, which is what's the one piece of advice that you would give either a new franchisee or someone considering opening a franchise? So if you want to open a new franchise, you got to remember you're taking a system from whatever – franchise you're doing and you are kind of policing that system now you can add your own little twist you are an entrepreneur when you're running this system and you're 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 i always say is you got to make sure that when you do it please make sure that you love people that's number one right because you can't you can't get in this qsr retail game unless you love people it's impossible you won't be able to build sales you won't be able to build teams so don't get into something, a franchise, if you feel like you you just want to work solo, right? I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's some solo franchises out there. Go to the, go that direction if there is some <laughs> such a thing. But don't go to the direction of 
of, of trying to build teams and and make sure that you know look I you know read some books read some leadership books there's some great books with John C Maxwell he's got some great information on on how to how to connect with teams and 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 showing people um, you know look my, my thing is is you have to you have to be ready to take a system and follow it because what happens is sometimes you might get an entrepreneur who will take a franchise and what they want to do is they want to fight it right you put them in a box right and they go okay I'm in a box and they want to elbow that box left they want to fight it all day long then don't do a franchise yeah you gotta you gotta follow the model it's been proven um, you can you can nudge it a couple of times. That's okay. That's healthy. Nudges are healthy every once in a while. <laughs> but but you gotta you gotta stay within the system, okay? And you gotta follow the system. Now, if you don't want to do that, then the franchise is not for you. You should do your own. You know, do whatever you want on your own. And if you want to take that gamble, that's fine. But if you're doing a franchise, you gotta be willing to be open to following a system and staying within that umbrella. Great advice. Yeah, it's just great, solid, practical advice. Um, now, uh, Alex, as we start to wrap up, if people have any questions for you or if they want to bring you in as a keynote speaker, where can they, where can they reach out to you at? Sure. Thank you. So you can reach me at alexmurturi.com. Okay. I'm also on, Ale- I'm on Instagram. You can reach me at alexmurturi or, or my email. It's uh, amurturi at outlook.com. Um, I've been doing keynote talks across the country at different retail brands. Um, just talking about culture and creating teams and training and hiring and motivating and retention. So, yeah, you can reach out to me there. Um, so, yeah, that's no, it. That's, well, we definitely enjoyed this conversation. We'll, we will include all your, your URLs in the, the podcast description. So, um, Thank you, guys. De- definitely. It's, it's been a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, we truly appreciate all of your insight. I mean, everything that you've said today is just it's super impactful. And um, we hope that all of our listeners will actually go out there and visit your website and it, especially invite you to come and speak to you because, I mean, or speak to them because um, it's just been fantastic information. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. We'll stay in, uh, in contact and probably have you on again at some point in the future. Sure, absolutely. I'd love to. This uh- was fun. Great. And um, for all of our listeners, we'll talk to you next week. For Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant, see you then. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Taco. It's the franchise your location needs for simply Southwest goodness. Visit our website at thebluetaco.com. And remember, it's BLU. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast.